This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey guys, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, as you can probably tell from the accent, uh, I'm from the UK and we just got hit with a terrorist attack here. Um, it's looking like it was probably religiously motivated. And already online, we've got the trending hashtags of we are not afraid and uh, pray for London. And I don't know why, but I'm so incredibly angry at pray for London. Guess what, motherfuckers? Praying's what got us here in the first place. The guy who did what he did, that arsehole who killed those people, you know what? He was doing what God told him to do. Ah. Uh, I'm just so intensely angry. Anyway, glory hole, motherfuckers. Keep up the good work. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way, we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 350 Cognitive dissonance, Cecil. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. It's eleven thirty at night. Three fifty. I know. Yeah, yeah. We are starting this fucking recording almost the day after we started this fucking recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a this has been a long day, buddy. We get shit. It's been a from, bit of a burner. We get shit from other podcasters about like. They're like, oh, we've only been recording for like a few hours. It's like, yeah, but I also worked fucking eight hour shift today. Right? It's like a, <laughs> I'm a job. Yeah. Like an actual job. <laughs> like, yeah. This is a side I gig. also fucking worked all day. Man. So. Alone. All right, so let's just launch right into it. This is a uh, story from the Friendly Atheist blog over at Patheos, and it is crazy train. (laughs) It's so weird, dude. Islamic cleric, the Simpsons episode predicting Trump's presidency is a plot, and I love this, to discredit Allah. To discredit him? Like the just, Simpsons are going to discredit a god, <laughs> like an actual, like a god is like, well, I, I guess you proved me wrong. Maybe Trump's going to grab his pussy. <laughs> <laughs> got to reach into know. that nine nine year old girl's pants. Oh, you got though. me. You uh, got did me. I get yeah. Did I swoop in on your nine year old before you had a chance to get it? <laughs> uh, I should have yeah. gotten her when she was eight. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, is like. <laughs> Andy Wilson just throws that up. It's like a jump ball, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't say she was just, Filipino. Let's just let's just say though, this is just some weird guy sitting on a carpet, and it's not a flying carpet because that's racist. So I don't want to say that. <laughs> He's going to show us the world. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh. Yeah. So one of the things that they say, it says that means, so he's talking about how the, the number nine and the number 11 are the devil, right? So the antichrist, the Satan is nine and antichrist is 11. I don't know. What are they fucking? What? Is it, is it, is it like just like father, son, Holy ghost, Satan, antichrist, <laughs> demon, succubus or something like that? Like, what is it? Is, I, there, I, a, is there an unholy Trinity other than Seth Andrews and mm, Aaron Ron, and Matt Delonte? The other one. The Matt Delonte is the other one. I love that. What's his face? So and so. The other one. The other one. That's awesome. They are teen girls. No, but he says, he cut. says nine. Yeah, I know. It's fucking Homestyle one, a deep cut right there for you. Number nine is Satan. Number 11 is the Antichrist. 10 is Allah. He's like, when you dial 911, you're asking Satan or Antichrist for help. What if you crash a, a, a like a airplane in a building on 911? <laughs> Is that is that perpetrated by Satan and the Antichrist? Well, then what happens then? Because then, like that happens, and clearly people dial nine one one on nine one one. Oh my it's god! Just, oh, <laughs> I don't know. It's so meta. Like a fucking. This is just. This is what happens when like your brain like takes like that synesthesia route. You know, like where it's like I smell colors. It's like, <laughs> all right, all right. You just yeah, right. like, but instead it's just right. like. I smell numbers like everything's just fucking exactly. muddle fucked up in your brain. Like maybe these fucking assholes that are like, well, and then nine one one is this and that is that maybe it's the same thing. It's just yeah. all the fucking wires up there are just fucking jumble fucked together. It's like, it's like, instead of like regular neurons, it's like the fucking Christmas lights that somebody <laughs> crammed into a box and they're like in a fucking rat's nest. And his dad's trying to like fucking separate them all. The right. bulbs are all fucked up. That's his brain. It's like pasta the next day. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just like, there's not like, no, I just gotta, I have to right. reheat this clump. Of right. pasta. It, it's like dried Chinese noodles it's exactly. fucking like in there. You yeah. know, I want to read this too. It says also, if you <laughs> fold paper currency a certain way, and you're talking about a $20 bill, uh, you can create a, the image of the world trade center collapsing. It's another part of the conspiracy. Al Magrabi says since the 20 was designed before the attacks. So what? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Like, do you even have a, like, uh, wait, so, so man, hold on. He's like fucking hitting a one hitter. He's I like, know, right? Like, so imagine this. Here's the thing. Like, like JFK was a conspiracy because they created guns before he died. Dude, did you Bro. click on the fold paper currency thing? I didn't click on the fold. Look, look at what he's even referring to. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen this before. Yeah. You have to like, you have to break your ass. Oh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Dude. Right. It doesn't even look like that. It's, it's like, I, Cause you know, I'm an idiot. Right. So everybody knows this. So I was like, wait a minute. Are the fucking world trade center towers on a 20? Yeah. Like I don't fucking pay for things with a 20. It's garbage money. So that's for peasants. <laughs> So I borrowed a 20 from a poor person. <laughs> Who are you kidding, man? You, oh, fucking, you give all your money to your ex-wife. You're like fucking, you're sitting on the corner being like, hey, bro, can you buy me a Starbucks? <laughs> well, shouldn't our religious ideas stand up even under a scientific approach? I mean, either a thing is true or it isn't. Well, certainly, but listen, Joe. There's some things we just have to accept on faith. That looks shop. <laughs> I can tell by the pixels. <laughs> Sister comes from American News X. This GOP lawmaker who doesn't at all look inbred 
wants Christian <laughs> doomsday militias. Come on. Hold on a second. No, hold on a you're second. right. You're right. This is a composite image of Josiah Magnuson. Josiah. Jo- First of all, everybody named Josiah is inbred. Everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every single person. Yeah is the result of brother-sister love. Yeah, that's because Josiah is a male and a female name crushed together. <laughs> this guy, seriously, he's a flower in the attic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's it fucking is, wilted. He's very, he looks like he has he has a steady diet of arsenic. So. <laughs> he's got that, Spoiler like, alert. desperately unhealthy, like, coal mining, strip mine kind of glow to he him, does. you know? like it looks like, And it looks like the coal mine is collapsing in this picture. <laughs> it's like a big black cloud. <laughs> Or maybe it's just a black lung. I don't know. I can't tell. Can't tell out there. Yeah. It's all the same. This GOP lawmaker wants Christian doomsday militias to quote restore the fabric of America. What the fuck would you want to restore the fabric of America for if you're a doomsday militia? <laughs> you're a doomsday militia. It doesn't even make any sense. You literally makes no sense. What do you? You're doing doomsday <laughs> wrong if you're trying to prevent. Doom day. This is a Christian survivalist militia that seeks to undermine the federal government. And I had no idea Russians controlled Christian militias. <laughs> I didn't realize that was the case. Well, you know, it, 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 it would be hard for you to know that because they would have to hack something that happened down south. No, it's cool. Nunez came out and said it's cool. It's, oh, it's cool. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, Problem, it's fucking fine. Solved. It's fine. Problem solved. Yeah. This, uh, this is another thing, too, that says in this article, it says Josiah Magnuson which is a fake name, by the way. That's his porn name. Uh, also, it's just, a great porn name. It is a great porn name, isn't it? That's a great it's a porn great name. Porn name for oh. inbred porn. I'm yeah, gonna absolutely. fuck his mom and videotape yeah. it for and then just call myself porn? Josiah. Yeah, absolutely. Josiah right? Magnuson <laughs> is like a perfect incest it's porn awesome. name. Uh, also, just bought one acre near his home to build a so-called island of refuge. But the true goal is to train and equip one million neighborhood leaders. On a one acre plot of land? Build a fresh beginning for America. On a one acre. One acre one plot acre. of land? If you st- one single acre. Yeah. yeah. A million people. Yeah. If you stood people side by side for an acre, you'd get like 40,000 people in an acre. I, you know, if I, my math is right, you're 900 some fucking thousand people short. What if it's like a six month program? You're not, you're into this for like tw- 25 years at that point. Uh, uh, and they have to stand side by side. If you think the world's got 25 years more left in it, why are you in a doomsday prepping cult or just, whatever? I mean, I, unless it's just that, like, he's just going to make, like, a tough mutter there, like, the one <laughs> hicker, and they're just going to run. Let me tell you something, Alan. If America continues to reject the mercy of the Christian cross, America will live under the tyranny of the Islamic sword. This story is from the Washington Post. The Texas Attorney General sued to keep a Bible, quote, in school. Now he's troubled by Muslim prayers. This, I I like this story because it falls into the fucking hypocrite category. You know, this is, uh, this is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, You know, this guy really did fight to make sure um, that he sued a middle school principal to keep a Bible quote on a door. Um, And, you know, he, he, he now is all fucking butthurt. That there's, you know, Muslim prayers in schools, you know, and he even sent a letter saying that this is like very troubling and, you know, it, it preferences one religion over other religions. And it's like, you're either that insanely obtuse. You're just, you're so unself-aware that like it should be fucking criminal. Yeah, it should actually exactly. be criminalized yeah. to not know yourself that well and not right. understand your actions that well. Or he's just such a bag of assholes. Like those are the only two options, right? Yeah. Oh, I just think I I feel like 
I feel like it's a little column A, a little column B. I think he doesn't care about other people's religions at all, but he's also a little un, a little unself-aware. I mean, he's talking about, you know, how pissed off he is that these Muslims get a chance to be in this room. And he's, you know, talking to the school principal. He's like, oh, this got to stop, et cetera, et cetera. And this, I sent you a letter already. And the school principal's like, bro, we didn't, we, this is the first we've heard of it. And it's like in the paper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but I really do feel like this, this is the major problem with religious preference in government. This is what you see. And this is why groups try to point out absurdities with it. The Satanists try to point out these absurdities all the time. Could you imagine, they would immediately shut this room down if the Satanists said they wanted to pray in it. Absolutely. Immediately shut this right room then. down. Right then. And, and you know, and Muslims, not much higher on the list than Satanists, to be honest. Do you think honest. they're even higher? Do you think they are higher than the Satanists? I, I don't know. Do you I think, don't, I don't think like an I idiot, think like so a lot of these, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, <can laughs> <tell you. laughs> I think a lot of these dumb fucks don't think that there's a difference. Right. Right. They just take everything that isn't Christianity. They put it in the Satan category. Yeah. I heard, I remember a long time ago, I was reading a book. I was reading, uh, I mentioned this on the show before, but I was at a, at a job with a bunch of guys that liked him that, that all they did for their living was move boxes. And the guy, I was reading a Buddhist book and the guy came up and said, what are you reading? And I said, a Buddhist book. And he said, you know, you got to watch out because they're going to lie to you. And I said, what do you mean? Lie to me. And he said, anything that isn't Jesus Christ is a lie. And I'm thinking, Dude, you loaned me fucking Highlander three last week. Is that a lie? Like, what the fuck? You know, is that the one where their heads pop off I, like fucking pest dispensers? Off. Come on, they all pop off like that. Are they you kidding are. Me? I, I I saw one of those movies and heads fucking. Yeah. They were like barely attached on that shit. They were like paper mache heads. It's like fucking ISIS. <laughs> we Lord, we just asked it to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. This story is from the Boise Weekly. Update. Idaho Senate kills faith healing bill 11 to 24. Idaho didn't fuck something up. I was astonished when I read What's this. What's Idaho? What is that? Idaho is a potato farm. Oh, okay. In America. All right. That is I don't know. If, no, nobody knows the answer okay, to that question. Right. Nobody can find it on a map. I think it's the one that looks like it's got like a handle on the top. Oh, it's the frying pan. And then irrelevance at the bottom. It's, you oh, know? it's, it's the mutton steak. <laughs> It's like, it looks like a big piece it of like a big. <laughs> I, It's not as good as you think. It's not as good as you think. I want to read part of this. It says, All right. but the proposal found stiff opposition yeah. from both sides of the issue, with some arguing the bill didn't go far enough to protect the children, while others thought that the bill discriminated against those that turned to their faith rather than traditional medicine. Yeah, I I do like the Senate majority. Uh, the Senate majority leader said, "I think we found a way to introduce a bill to offend everybody." Exactly, yeah. He's just like, "Look, we fucked this thing right yeah. up." Oh, they fucking oh, yes. ruined it. We just fucked this thing up. It didn't go far enough. It yeah. Went too far. It's like nobody fucking liked it. I love that. And the dissenting opinion was, "We believe." that medications impact our eternity. It should be left to the families on how to protect the children. What kind of nation or state are we becoming when you go to prison for trusting God? I don't know, the kind of fucking nation that protects fucking kids from dipshit parents? Right. That are neglectful, that are outwardly neglectful to their kids? <laughs> you know, you said it best one time. You're just like, why do we feed them? You know, if, if it's up to God, 
to fucking heal him. Why do I even feed him? Why do I clothe him? Why don't I just fucking shit this kid out and just release it into the wild like a piglet? You know what I mean? Just be like, go get him. Go get him, tiger. I'm out of here. Because if, if like God wants him to live, God wants him to fucking live, they're going to live, yeah, right? right? Everything's fate. Everything's yeah, right. fucking, it's whim of a deity. Yep. Well, if it's a fucking whim of the deity that the kid goes out and gets raised by wild boars, then fucking who cares? Comes back with tusks. Seriously, man, these people. Fucking- but I'm just picturing like, like Rocksteady and Bebop <laughs> show up at your door, <laughs> like they're With like pizza. Cowabunga, <laughs> man! Where's Donatello? Oh God! You know, I, I, I did, I did read that when I read the article. I, I agree with you because it was, it's like. <laughs> The fact that people didn't vote for it because it wasn't terrible. I enough, know. It wasn't you know? fucking restricted. Are you kidding me? You assholes. That's insane. That's insane. But I was just so grateful that it didn't pass. <laughs> and then I was tempered immediately with remembering that it wouldn't affect anybody if it did because nobody lives in Idaho. <laughs> You know, this reminds me of the healthcare bill and how it's not going to pass. And the reason why it's not going to pass is for some people, it's certainly not, it's not cutting shit enough, right? Right. There's people that aren't going to vote for it and they had to table it anyway today, but there's people who aren't going to vote for it anyway because it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't hurt help, enough people, but it doesn't help enough people. But there's also a small segment <laughs> where they're just like, is there any way to just throw them up in the air and shoot them? <laughs> like, I'd like you to put poor people in a trap thrower for me. I, I do want to, I do want to ask one question, like from that quote that you read earlier, when it said mm-hmm. that uh, we believe that the chemicals or the medicines or whatever affect our eternity. Yeah. What the fuck do you think that means? I don't like know. what. Like I took a medicine. Hold yeah. on, I just like oh, no, I, know what this, this, I do right? know what this means. What does it mean? I do know what this, so it's infinity minus one. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> is trusting God important? It's the only thing that gets favor from him. He doesn't respond to pain or tears or heartache. He only responds to being believed. Tom, let's talk about baby dicks. Again, baby dicks. Again, Cecil. Baby dicks is from the New York Post. City Council vows action. On controversial circumcision. What the fuck? And is here's that? the crazy. That is the baby dick grabber. Oh, that's the that's the that's the old duck bill clip a puss. We're looking at a tool here that I seriously have no idea what it is. I, I hope it's, it's under not used. the hemostats, but I don't know what that is. Is that like a? It's like an envelope opener. Like that you would, yeah, right. Like a ye olde yeah, times, like, like zick. It's yeah. got like a razor blade in there. Maybe that's yeah. a, maybe that's the maybe, maybe that, it has that's one. How you that's how you take off the foreskins, the noodler. So so if it's not crazy enough that for no reason we just decide to lop off the end of a boy's penis, yeah, yeah right. Like for just for yeah, no sure, reason, for no reason. Like just hey, yeah. let's take that calamari ring right off the tip. Sorry, I don't. I just don't like to look at them when they got the hoods on them. <laughs> I just like to look at them when they're a little peeping out of there. So. <laughs> I want to make sure all y'all clip the nips off the tops of those peepees, okay? So, <laughs> clip the nips off the top of those peepees. <laughs> so, like, if it's not crazy enough that we do that mm-hmm. for no reason, right? then, like, to stop the bleeding, evidently you get an old man to suck baby dick. Sure, yeah. And that's how you stop the bleeding. Well, one thing that they could do is maybe make a makeshift condom out of, like, one of those pinky finger cots. Yes, and it should fit right over the baby dick. Don't ask me how That's I how know I that. That's how I use. Don't ask me how I know that. Not. Mm. Andy mm. Wilson, call me. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, you know what? Well, the thing is, is like what? They're, all the rabbis are walking around because you're right. 
so they snip the they suck the fucking blood off the tip of the fucking bleeding cock that they just snip the fucking end off of right like a fucking like a fucking Cuban cigar or whatever. <laughs> a cigarello, I guess. I <laughs> have a smaller one. But they snip the end off of it. Then they fucking put their fucking mouth on it. Their bearded fucking rabbi mouth goes on the damn thing. <laughs> then they suck the blood out. What do they think? It's a snake bite? Spit on the <laughs> I don't know. And then We're circumcising them with rattlesnakes? Some of these kids get herpes because of it. Yeah. It's, and, that's, and the reason why they want to stop this yeah. is because... The, they had an agreement with these moils who are like, yeah, Oy. well, hey, we'll, we'll make sure we, you know, if one of the kids gets herpes from this, we'll make sure to tell you who gave it to him. So that moil then won't be able to do it. And evidently there's been several cases of herpes and they're, they're not telling who they're, there's not, they're bringing it to him and like, hey, who's the fucking Who's fucking Rabbi Soreface here? Can right. we fucking, can we get fucking, yeah, yeah right. where's Rabbi Pussface? Right. Is he around is that, here? We're yeah. looking for Abriva. Is Abriva yeah. around? Is it that? No, no, I don't. Eugene Coldsore over here. <laughs> but, but seriously, like fucking like, like they're not telling them at all. Right. Right. I mean, they're, they're not telling them, but, but it's like, this is like a triple fucking whammy of shit that should not be happening. There's no reason to cut off the end of this kid's dick. No reason. Then to cut there's off the no dick. reason for an old man to suck the blood off. Of I would argue baby's that, that, that in no instance should an old man suck a baby dick. That I, is like, I feel like, I feel like there's no instance where anybody should suck a baby dick. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, we don't have to limit right? it to old men, not but even other case, babies in this case. Look, I'm even of, like I'm saying, like yeah. not even other babies. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you shouldn't put a baby dick weird. in anybody's mouth. No, right. So the, fucking a hundred percent of the time, sure. that's a no. Yeah. And then it's like, what well, fucking your face gave a baby herpes. Your fucking face <laughs> gave a baby herpes. As a parent, do you know what I would do to somebody that gave my baby herpes? Not touch his face, that's for sure. <laughs> I would fucking ruin that motherfucker. I can't even imagine. Well, yeah, but then it would be. Then I would, would have, have to. Have, you would have to say, "Hey, Rabbi, why don't you come over to my house and suck my kid's dick?" Uh, well, that was just to say. But like, I would be. But I say that, but I immediately take it back because it means I'm a fucking asshole because I hired a man right. to suck my yeah, baby's sure. dick. Because <laughs> they're not even doing this for free. Yeah. You know that's you not hired, for free. No, yeah, it's not. Like you got to hire that. Yeah, you subcontract these guys. Somebody to suck your baby's. This is dick. not volunteer herpes. You right. pay for these herpes. Right. Yeah, I mean, like you normally do. Do you even herpes, get a discount? Actually. You like, normally pay for herpes, actually. You always <laughs> pay for herpes. Yeah, fuck this story. This is from The Guardian. Uh, Pakistan asked Facebook and Twitter to help identify blasphemers. Um, companies approached in an effort to locate Pakistanis at home or abroad so they can be prosecuted or potentially extradited. Man, fuck that shit. Just straight fuck that shit. And, you know, I know that companies, the reason I want to talk about this is that I, I do know that you know, international companies, especially media companies, Google's faced pressure, other companies have faced pressure. When they try to do business overseas, they they oftentimes have to conform. They always have to conform to the laws of the comp- of the place that they're doing business. Sure, in, right, sure. You know, and and I understand that. But fuck that shit. People's lives are on the line. 
their actual lives sure. are on the line. Social media is different. Social media has a different set of corporate responsibilities to protect its users from uh, any organization, whether it's a country or, or a private organization that would seek to identify users and target them and destroy them for things like freedom of speech. It, it, you have an obligation to do the right thing. I know you're just a company, but you have an obligation, I think, to do the right thing and to tell a country like Pakistan to go fuck off. Build your own fucking Facebook and Twitter, Pakistan. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> oh, you don't build anything ever because you're garbage? How many goats stack on top of each other for Twitter? How many goats do you need to stack? Um, how does the conversation even go? It's like, oh, hey, uh, Twitter, yeah, it's Pakistan. Um, I wanted you to, you know, uh, sort of identify a few people so we could extradite them from like a civilized country <laughs> to our shithole so we could murder them for being blasphemous and making fun of my imaginary friend. Hello? Yeah. Hello? No? Hello? Are you are you still there? Twitter? Come back, Twitter. <laughs> I know. How the fuck does that conversation? Why would you even entertain it for a second? These people... In here that are that are you know radical Islamists in these countries, they want to kill other human beings for that for the crime of blasphemy. The 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 state enforces those laws. You have to treat the whole state as if it's a it's a fucking like the Stooges. You have to be like, no, no, <laughs> right? you don't get to play with the big boys. You murder people for blasphemy. You yep. don't get to come to the table. You don't get to Thank hang you. out with us. You don't, we don't, you know, they should even be, uh, you know, the, the thing is, is that you're empowering the people there by being there, right? So like Twitter empowers users there. It empowers the people that are behind this shitty fucking terrible shitbag government right. that is willing to murder its own citizens because it fucking offended a few people, right? But Twitter empowers the people that are there that are doing the offense, that yeah. are that are not afraid of this imaginary friend, that are not afraid of the government, that are, you know, doing this sort of thing. And for Twitter to back out, for Twitter to pull away, for Facebook to pull away, that's a bad thing for those countries because those people have no way to express themselves. They can't certainly can't. Look what happens when you become a blogger in some of those countries. Yeah, and right? you become an out blogger. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like fucking say, well, say so long to your fucking head because they fucking hatchet you to death. Yeah, right. So this is a bad situation for those people. I'm glad Facebook said no. Yeah, Twitter I am too. said no. Right. And you wonder, like, will will Pakistan as a result, you know, block Twitter, block Facebook, make it more difficult for yeah. you know the, the the beautiful thing about social media like this is it's it has this incredible democratizing effect. Right. And once that becomes limited by these governments, and they're going to, I feel like they're going to limit it. Yeah, they're going to say like, "Oh, you don't, you know, you're not going to follow our laws," and that's how they see this, right? You're not going to follow our laws, then we're not going to let you play here in our country. Sure, because they really don't want Twitter. They really don't want. Facebook. They really don't want social media. These things are destabilizing to their garbage right. countries. You're right. Absolutely. And and we've talked about this with, you know, with other uh, religions. There's, there's religions that try to uh, keep people away from those social media outlets and not just right. social media, but the internet itself to, because they feel like they're going to get information that they don't, they, they can't control. And so, yeah, I think it's a great thing for those countries to have it. Um, and I'm glad that they're standing up for them, those those citizens and not fucking turning in people for blasphemy. Ready to stick it in the glory hole? 
Get links to their Facebook, Twitter, and if you still use it, Google Plus account at their website, dissonancepod.com. If you need to be all discreet about it, contact them by email at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a ransom message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Want to hear Cognitive Dissonance commercial free and gain access to exclusive content, including full patron-only shows? Head to patreon.com forward slash dissonance pod and become a patron to support the show on a per episode basis. Love commercials? Not ready to become a patron? Give the guys a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. Or tell your buddies in the drunk tank about the show. We want to send a big sloppy glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. All right, so we had a finished David Icke's book. Yes, we did. I'm still recovering from that trauma, by the way. Done. Now we're doing uh, two books at the same time. Tom, you're reading uh, L. Ron Hubbard's classic. (laughs) Classic. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I am reading uh, Ray Comfort's equally classic book about the Bible. It's like scientific facts. You know, where is it at? You didn't bring it. It's in my bag. I'm not even going to look at it. (laughs) Um, It's really bad. Uh, But one thing we did get a chance to do is um, we were in touch with Ray Comfort himself, and he offered to read parts of the book. He's so generous. He's so kind. Very generous guy. So, um, so we have Ray reading the very beginning. Now this is the premise of the book. I'll play it for, for, uh, for our audience right now. We may stop it a few times as we work our way through it. Here is a reading from scientific facts in the Bible, 100 reasons to believe the Bible is supernatural in origin and brackets, hidden wealth series in brackets. I love when somebody reads yeah. and they narrate the brackets. Oh, I love it. I, I should hope, narrate all the punctuation. Uh, yeah, I hope he's doing quote unquote right? too later. That'll oh, that'd be great. be great. That'll be great. By Ray Comfort. Where's the evidence? Imagine that you are looking at a luxury liner moving through calm waters. To your amazement, about a dozen people jump off the ship and cling to a lifeboat. You watch as the rest of the passengers stand on the ship and laugh at them. You can understand their reaction. What those few people did was foolish. It made no <laughs> sense. Yeah. Yeah, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, right there. Fair. No, that's fair. We're looking right there. Yeah. I'm on a cruise ship. Everything looks good. Unless it's the HMS Titanic. Right. I think we're good. Yeah, here's the thing. I also think that if you jump off a cruise ship, <laughs> now you're dead. <laughs> well, yeah, you deserve <laughs> you're fucking no, the thing is is like I think you'll float with your giant balls. I think those will <laughs> Fucking cruise ships are up right? there, look, man. Look, unless you're fucking Greg Luganus, like <laughs> doing a fucking half pike double joiner or whatever the fucking shit is called when you go exactly. diving. We're yeah. gonna get all kinds of messages from former divers. It's not called a double joiner. You just made that up. <laughs> I know. It's called a curler. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's a biscuit joiner yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> now the woodworkers are mad. <laughs> the cabinetry union sends us emails. Suddenly, the ship hits an unseen iceberg and sinks taking with it all those who stayed on board. Now you see that those who seemed like fools were wise, but those who stayed on the ship and seemed to be wise were fools. They're still stupid because they didn't see the iceberg. (laughs) Your analogy, I'm already fucking your analogy right in the ass. Your analogy, they didn't see the iceberg. It was unseen. You said it was an unseen iceberg. Right. They jumped and just hoped the iceberg would be there. <laughs> That's what they just they did. They jumped and hoped everybody else would die. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, if the water is so cold, there's icebergs. 
Nobody wins. Right? Okay, yeah. now you're in a boat. Nobody wins. Dying slower yeah. of freezing now. <laughs> <laughs> we have, in the Bible, a command to jump off the luxury liner of this world. And before you laugh at the stupid Christians, ask yourself, is there any proof that their claims are true? The following pages give compelling evidence that the Bible is no ordinary book. <laughs> like I, how we ended it. Book. Like book. It's, <laughs> 222, 222. <laughs> so, uh, so this book that I read was amazing. Basically, he just goes through and post hoc rationalizes each, each, uh, a hundred things. I guess he's going to go through a hundred things, a hundred different things. You look um, so world weary when you say that. It's You're so like boring. It's things. so boring and it's so dumb. He's basically just looking at the Bible, finding a, a phrase and post hoc rationalizing whether or not that came into existence after uh, because of the Bible. So basically one he of the things, it. yeah. So one of the things he talks about, um, uh, he talks about uh, lightnings being something that uh, the, the Bible says that lightnings will go and speak for you or something. And he, he immediately says, oh, well, we have electricity and as fast as the speed of light. And therefore that's how God predicted that we would talk for through electricity but that doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It's like, it's like you going back and trying to piece something together when you, you already have the answer, right? right. It didn't yeah. predict it ahead of time. It didn't say one day there will be a thing called a telegraph and right. it will be, and there will be this, and this is how it will be constructed, created right? by this guy named Morris, right? Morris, sorry, Morris, Morris, yeah, Morris different guy. <laughs> hey, it's Morris's code. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, ah, you guys. But it's, so it's just, it's, it's, it's just him saying, uh, him looking at the past and then easily tacking things on from the future yeah. that sort of fit. It's real easy to predict the future from the future, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah. It's real fucking easy. Well, let's see what's going to happen in the now time. Well, okay. Super fucking easy. Cause we're already here. Yeah. That's not a thing guys. Yeah. That's not how this works. <laughs> That's not a thing. It's, and it's also like, well, you know, he had to say it. And I've heard like, you know, the justification. Go, Wait to say it in, you know, like pre-literate barbaric yeah, garbage ways, terms because yeah, that's how those. Dumbasses would understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's that's how those fucking illiterate folks would have understood it. It's like, well, then it didn't mean anything to them. What were they going to do with this information? Yeah. Right. Why even put it in there if you can't act on it? Are you just being like, I'm going to tell you about the telegraph, but I'm not going to tell you because it won't mean anything. What I'm going to do is tell you in a way that you only understand it after you already did all the work to build it yeah. yourself. Yeah. You had to what do good was it? Yeah. Right. Why do you tell me about like antibiotics, exactly. motherfucker? It's, and there should be like a glossary, like a fucking, like an epilogue. Absolutely. And here's what you do. Yep. You take some fucking old bread and it's a little moldy because they could have done that shit. Yeah, exactly. They could have done that shit. And I'm like, their babies wouldn't die yeah. of fucking whatever disease, <laughs> right? Instead, it's like, oh, your baby's dead. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's, it's like the Bible code because the right. Bible code is easy to look right. at after the fact because you just say, oh, we found in the Bible 10 letters apart, we found Hindenburg or some bullshit. And you're like, oh, see, the Bible predicted the Hindenburg. And you're like, well, no, it didn't. Because you didn't know, like, you found that shit well after the fact. It didn't predict right. fuck all. And here's the thing. Great prediction. But if I didn't know it ahead of time, it wasn't a prediction. It would have just been a weird name. Right, right. Well, and maybe it could have told me it was going to catch on fire and we wouldn't have put people exactly. in it. Like, <laughs> what, again, what good did it do, right. right? It'd be like, if your house burns down, and I'm just like, bet your house burns down. And you'd be like, my fucking dog was in there. I'd be like, bet your dog dies. <laughs> what the 
fucking right. if you knew, why didn't you tell me yesterday? Why didn't you tell me yesterday? When it was useful. Right? Fucking yeah. <laughs> 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 now my house is fucking ashes and my dog is accidentally cremated. So we have <laughs> I have some questions. Um these questions are based on his uh, his post hoc rationalization. So I'm going to read these questions. You have four quick questions. All right. Ray tells us that the earth is held up in this manner, which proves the Bible got it right before science. <laughs> a, the earth is held up by nothing. B, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> the earth is a giant bobber on the end of hillbilly God's cosmic bamboo pole. I bet it's that one. C, it's held in place by gravity, you dolt. <laughs> D, like all anal beads, a lot of clenching. Anal beads. Okay, it is D, anal yeah, beads. Anal beads. Uh, the Bible predicted this other quality about the earth. A, it has four layers, crust, epidermis, nougat, <laughs> chewy tootsie roll center. B. Nougat. I don't even know what nougat really is. I don't have any idea. I love it. I'm not sure it's edible. It's basically like sugar caulk. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly what it is. B, that it's round by saying... Quote, he sits in the circle of the earth. Oh, my God. C, that it is denser than this motherfucker. <laughs> D, that if God is the universe, then the earth and the moon system means he has one enlarged testicle and he should really have that looked at. Mm. He sits in the center. He sits in the center. How That's many it. licks does it take to get there? <laughs> That's really a the lot. question. You got to get to the nougat. Yeah. Well, don't be lazy. That's all I'm saying. Don't be lazy. What biblical insight did we have to wait for the later 1800s to prove? A, that black people were humans. <laughs> B. Uh, there's, still, there's still a lot of cities that are trying desperately to disprove I'm that in saying, America. Well, Go to saying, Baltimore and try to make uh, that assertion. <laughs> <laughs> B, zippers. C, the ocean has currents. Oh my fucking god! It's going to be the ocean. It is the ocean. Oh my fucking god! Oh my fucking god! Oh my a fucking Bible, god! A Bible passage says there are paths on the sea, and some guy went out to find the paths on the sea in the 1800s. Even though there's path, and he said that he found ocean currents then. But you're like, well, there's there's fucking the Mediterranean Sea has tons of currents, so I'm sure that Dude, people knew forever there was currents all in the fucking Lake Michigan has currents. It would fucking you would know as if like. It's not like we just invented fishermen in the 1800s. <laughs> Last one. The Bible gives us this insight about boats that revolutionize shipping. A, how to properly stack black people. <laughs> <laughs> Is the answer like cordwood? <laughs> B, that making it with the same proportions uh, as the ark makes a, f a very fine ark-like ship. <laughs> C what? the prop the proper slave rowing to wind ratio for optimized speed. Yes. Okay. Or D that a crewmate that likes to wear a dress saves on the hooker budget. It's D. It's I'm not D. sure what you call those people that wear dresses. Uh, uh, I want to make sure I get it right. I think they're called sailors. <laughs> um, but it's not D. It was actually. Wait a minute. It's not D. It's the arc. So hold on. Okay. Hang on a minute. No, you can't save on your hooker budget. You just can't. You don't scrimp. There's some places you scrimp. There's some places yeah, you right? save. Occasionally, That's occasionally you, do you don't want a discount. It's not where you do right? it. It's not occasionally, where you do it. it's like, you want hey, the upgrade. You want discount brain <laughs> surgery? No, I do not. Where's the girls with the extra holes? <laughs> <laughs> how many how many places can I disappoint you tonight? <laughs> 
So, uh, so <laughs> basically, each each one of these had its own little Bible verse attached to it. He sits on the circle of the earth, proves the earth's a sphere. He there's ocean currents and is proved in one that the earth that the earth sits on nothing. They say that the earth sits in nothing, or that the world sits on nothing, and therefore, therefore, since, space in the universe. Yeah. So space, since we sit in space, you're like, but fucking gravity holds us in place. They should be like the earth sits with fucking gravity, which Isaac Newton is gonna fucking in, like tell us all about. <laughs> Many, many years from now. So it's just, it's. So you're so far, hold on, because we're reading different books. This is new for us. Mm -hmm. So far, you are not convinced. Not convinced. You have yet to convert. He's got 90, 90 ish more chances to convince me. All right. So we'll see what happens. Well, I, I got to tell you, I'm reading the, uh, the tome of all tomes, mm-hmm. L. Ron Hubbard's uh, Scientology. Book one, chapter one is how far. I've made it in. Um, I'm getting, I'm, I'm feeling it though. Okay. I want to tell you, I'm feeling it. Good. I think after this quiz, you might, you might Did you hook your, hook your balls up to the EKG machine or whatever yet? Yeah, always. Okay, yeah, good. You got to read it with Why them, else would right? I have one yeah. of those STEM machines? <laughs> Are you supposed to do something else with them? No. All right, Cecil. Uh, what happened to the following dynasties for want of a science of mind? He talks a lot about the All science right. of All mind. Right. Okay, I don't know what that means. Go ahead. A, the Chinese are awash in blood. B, the Romans went to dust. C, Americans are bathed in pharmaceuticals. D, the British are coming. <laughs> or E, A and B. A and B. A and B, <laughs> my friend. A it's a always B. A and B. Every always time there's a, a multiple B. choice, absolutely, it's that one. Yeah. L. Ron Hubbard uses metaphors to explain everything, even things that don't have need for metaphors because they're self-fucking-explanatory and a single fucking sentence would have sufficed. Thank you which is not a metaphor used in the first chapter. A, the scientific efforts to understand the mind are like a jigsaw puzzle or two or sometimes six jigsaw puzzles. (laughs) B, yep. (laughs) Yep. B, efforts to consolidate science and philosophy are like a derelict battalion, careless of how many allied ranks it exposes to destruction by the enemy. C, Diseases of the mind are like weasels, starved and caged, shaken, then set loose under your bedclothes while you sleep. <laughs> that's that. That's, it's that one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the penetrating weasel. I like right. that one. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. You got a good one. You never know what to tip yeah, I, the weasel. I, oh, yeah. I always, I just, I, I just tip the pet store. Uh, I, just, I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you what, pop goes it. So, <laughs> can I have your most vulnerable weasels? <laughs> Do you have like weasel kits that I can? You got to go to the weasel trafficking guy. (laughs) And see, so what must a science of the mind actually do? Oh, goodness. A, the goddamn dishes once in a while if you want to get laid. (laughs) B, provide a single source of all insanities, psychoses, neuroses, compulsions, repressions, and social derangements. C, Use a little more patience and a little less force. This isn't a fucking race. A little more lube. Always more lube. D, lift with the back. (laughs) I'm going to go with D. I got a bad back. Uh, Yeah, always lift and twist. That's how how the squat jack is performed. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So tell me about the book. What is is it about so far? Well, so far, he's just saying that Dianetics is great. (laughs) No, he really is. Is that what he's saying? So far, chapter one, book one. No, no, no. Dianetics, don't, don't just go. I was going to say. <laughs> no. Dianetics, he's, Dianetics is um, the new science of the mind. He's basically saying like that the mind is no different than any other uh, physical, than any of the physical sciences and that it can be explained and understood 
completely through a series of uh, axioms. And Bunsen burners. And Bunsen burners, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and bunt cakes. And Meyer flasks. <laughs> <laughs> and and he is going to totes prove that to us. Okay. And then once you understand, once you have a full science of the mind, sure. which once is what you, Dianetics once is. Once you have your Dianetic. Then 70% of all illnesses, first of all, are psychosomatic. Oh, okay. That's what he says. Um, and he says, he pulls an Ike. He's like, according to some people's. So, so wait. So, yeah. so if I have Dianetics, I don't have diabetics. Or diarrhea. <laughs> well, from my research... Gurgle, gurgle. <laughs> Where's my insulin? Yeah. Still yeah. felt like shit. Okay. Actually, All right. yeah. So, so that's what he's going to prove. He's going to. Oh, I'm going to so go this through. Is the ground, this is the ground. He's laying, he's laying the ground. The yeah, this is foreplay. I like see. he's just buying me drinks right okay. now. So, I've yet to get well and truly fucked by this fucking 500 page garbage book. All right. So next time, yes, sir. Uh, we are going to have. Uh, another chapter from that book and another chapter from mine, hopefully another reading from uh, Ray Comfort played by Adam Reeks. Adam Reeks uh, did this reading and then he also got together with Raylene and they <laughs> recorded, and I don't want to play it because we kind of made fun of the reading. So I don't want to play their version now, but if you stick around after the Skeptics Creed, um, they did a very funny version of Raylene reading this as a bedtime story to Ray Comfort. Oh, that's going to be great. So, so let, wait, stick around after the Skeptics Creed today and you'll hear uh, Adam Reeks's uh, uh, and uh, Franco Soup's version of the uh, of the Ray Comfort reading that we just did. Take my number down. 222, 222, 222. So see, so this story comes from time.com. And this is actually a transcript of an interview with Donald Trump um, and Time Washington Bureau Chief Michael Scherer. Um, and this was done on March the 22nd. I read this whole transcript. It's a word-for-word -word transcript. And it's fucking crazy, Cecil. I read it too, yeah. It's fucking crazy. Trump is an inarticulate motherfucker. He cannot follow a single train of thought from the start to the finish, he gets fucking derailed constantly by his own inability to follow his own train of thought. Yeah, <clears throat> I, there, There's a couple of pieces that I want to talk about. So specifically, Michael Scherer is pushing him on, on truth, on the idea of truth, about whether or not he says things that are true. And Trump keeps responding by saying, and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase because to, I, will, I will later read some of this transcript. To paraphrase is actually to try to make sense yeah, to of some of his jib jab. To paraphrase right? is, a, is a mercy to the listeners. Yeah, it's 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 adding clarity yeah. where no clarity yeah. actually exists. What is astonishing, astonishing, and I encourage you guys to read this transcript because it, it's mind boggling. Absolutely, is that when he's pushed on saying things like the Sweden thing, he's like, "Well, I said it, and then later it happened, and so that made what I said true." Right. That blew me fucking away. The idea that you could say something was real, and at the time you said it, it was not real. And then something happened afterward, and now all of a sudden, you're post hoc, right? You're, you're right after the fact? Yeah. That's not how facts work. That's not how... That's not how any of this works. Like yeah. that's that's crazy. He keeps talking in this in this article. He keeps talking this in his transcript, and it's word for word. You got to read this shit. He keeps talking about predictions that he makes. He keeps talking about, you know, he says things, and he's like, "These are predictions that I made," as if he's some 
weird psychic guru as if the truth is something that might happen later. And if, and if it happens later, then it was true retroactively from the time that you said it in the past, he seems to really think that. Yeah. And it's, it's actually crazy. Cecil. That's disturbing. Actually like crazy. He's Ray comforting this stuff. Oh my God. He is. You know what I mean? Like it's a hundred fucking useless facts. You read in the Bible. It's a hundred science facts. It's exactly the same thing. It's, it's looking at something that happened before and saying, I predicted it because I said it after the fact. And you're like, no, that's not how none of that, that's not how, not how any, any of this, of this works. works. And one of the things that, that that he talks about, he talks about Sweden in this. He says, you know, look, I was right about Sweden. I said some crazy things happened in Sweden. The next day, riots. He's like, two days later, they had massive riot in Sweden. Exactly what I was talking about. I was right about that. You can't call that a win. You can't say I predicted that because you didn't actually predict it. What you said to everybody was. Look at Sweden, guys. Look at what just happened in Sweden. Just happened right? is the past. And that's what he's talking about. He's talking about it happening in the past. And then the next day, Sweden comes out and says, no, everything's fine over here. But then there's a, a section of their populace that is like, no, everything's not fine. And they they burn some cars and flip some shit over and went a little yeah, crazy. Right. It wasn't a fucking whole country in a riot, first off. It wasn't massive riots, I don't think. As near as I could tell, the, the riots were not... There wasn't a ton of people. Yeah, Sweden's still sad. Yeah, it's it's still <clears throat> fine. Um, and the you know the thing is is that it happened. I think in reaction to you even saying it, it's nuts. Because, like the thing is, like first of all, it would be different if he said, "Look what is going to happen." I think something is going to happen in Sweden. Sure, that would be a prediction. Then, if the thing happens, you were accurate in your prediction. Sure. That's a thing. Yeah, fine. But that's not what's happening here. What's happening is he's saying something is the case or has occurred. Order of operations matters. Right. Those things, as of the moment that he said them, have not been true. And when he's pushed on them and he says, well, later they found out that it was true, the, the three million people thing, yeah. they ask him, well, there's no evidence. He says, I think you'll find some. I think you'll find some. Yeah, that's not how numbers work. That's not how facts work. Facts don't work like I said it, and then later we'll find out if it's true. That's not how any of this happens, right? right. right? Like, who won the Battle of Gettysburg? Well, you know, that's a thing, and we know the answer. It's not just like, who won the Battle of Gettysburg? Well, I don't know. We got to, you know, do some... No. These are demonstrable. They either happened or they didn't happen. They're quantifiable. When you say things like this, they have to be accurate at the time they're said. I want to read from, from this transcript. Here's what's being said by Michael Scher. Uh, That's different than the president wiretapping you, which would be a crime outside of a court. Well, I don't know where these wiretaps came from. They came from someplace. That's what they should find out. And you know, the real real story here is about the leakers, okay? Deflecting, okay? You don't write about that. But the real story is, who released General Flynn's name? Who released... Who released my conversations with Australia and who released my conversation with Mexico? To me, Michael, that's the story. These leakers, they're disgusting. They're horrible people. He's not answering the question. He's deflecting, yeah. right? He's deflecting. And then he says, well, and I, and I want to, I want to stop there. Can yeah. I stop there real quick? Yeah. You fucking, you fucking ejaculated all over your own face when they fucking leaked Hillary's fucking emails. That wasn't disgusting. Right. That was wonderful. You actually asked them to fucking hack again. You fucking scumbag. You know, that's a great point, Fuck right? You, he got on TV and said it. You fucking, you fucking do a handstand and come on your own face for fucking WikiLeaks. <laughs> but these are horrible people. 
And, and this is the same thing that fucking what's her face was doing that fucking Kellyanne Conway. It's that fucking it's that deflection stuff. Right. You say something and then you just change the fucking subject and say, hey, the problem is with these other things. Hey, now I'm going to change the fucking subject and say something else that, you know, maybe you'll agree with. Maybe you won't. But it'll certainly make you stop asking the question that I don't want to fucking clearly answer. Well, let me read the last. Let me read the way he he, he ends this interview, Cecil. But isn't there, it strikes me there is still an issue of credibility. If the intelligence committee came out and said, we've determined that so-and-so is the leaker here, but you're saying to me now that you don't believe the intelligence committee when they say that your tweet was wrong. And then here's what Trump says. I'm not saying, no, I'm not blaming. First of all, I put Mike Pompeo in. I put Senator Dan Coats in. These are great people. I think they're great people and they're going to, I have a lot of confidence in them. That's not even a set, it's fucking not even a thought. So hopefully... Things will straighten out. But I inherited a mess. I inherited a mess in so many ways. I inherited a mess in the Middle East. So did every president yeah, no shit. for fucking 70 no years. No shit. And a mess with North Korea. Again. Read my prior comments. Yeah, exactly. Right? I inherited a mess with jobs. Yeah. Fucking Barack Obama didn't, though. Right? Despite the t- this, I like. Despite the statistics, you know, my statistics are even better. But they're not the real statistics because you have millions of people that can't get a job. Okay? And I inherited a mess on trade. I mean, we have many, you can go up and down the ladder, but that's the story. Hey, look, in the meantime, I guess I can't be doing so badly because I'm the president and you're not, you know, say hello to everybody. Okay. I'm the president and you're not this guy. Just he's a scorekeeper. Yeah. That's one of the huge problems with this guy is he's a scorekeeper. He doesn't understand that just winning a prize is not the same thing as solving a problem. Right. He doesn't understand that. Doesn't that's why he couldn't. It. That's why the other day when we were talking about that dead soldier and he's like, well, everybody clapped for him. He's fucking winning. Yeah, he's winning. He got killed. Yeah. What drives me crazy is that while we're talking about a president having possible ties to Russia for being, you know, for having conversations and shit and like, like fucking some espionage shit going on with Russia. We're taking his fucking Supreme Court nomination. Yeah, and why is that not on hold? Are we fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you need to fucking stop those proceedings immediately. Finish this, then do whatever you want. Look, there's a chance that there's no wrongdoings. Yeah, here. but there's let's find chance, out because right? if there is, it's over. But there's a chance that there's no right. wrongdoings. I'm not saying that he's did anything wrong. I'm saying it looks fucking shady. Well, you know what? When it looks shady, you certainly wouldn't want this fucking Neil fucking Gorsuch or whatever to get into the Supreme Court and have a fucking tainted, you know, I mean, if he gets in, he's in. Well, what happens if Trump is the fucking... You know, found out to yeah, be... Yeah, that guy's tainted forever. You know, yeah, he's always going to be the shit judge. You know right. what I mean? This guy, if I were this guy, I'd be saying, hey, can't we just wait until this is over? Yeah. Let's just clear everybody Because it's everything. not like Pence is not... Look, if, if something happens to Trump, it's not like Pence isn't going to just fucking nominate him anyway. Exactly, right? right? It's a fucking done deal. So it's it's fine either way for their and side. And he's going to get in anyway. Right. This is going to happen. Yeah. So just fucking wait. You know, if I was this guy, I'd be like, you know what? I'd really like to wait until this Trump thing fucking hangs. Well, it, fucking we waited nine months for Obama because he was black. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, we'll have to wait a few months for Trump because he's red. I mean, he stayed black the whole nine months. It was fucking rude. So, you know, sometimes God is saying little epiphanies to us, little things to us, mm-hmm. but we don't know how to listen to his mm. voice. This is from Right Wing Watch. Former Trump campaign advisor says God warned him about bugging of the White House. Um, does yeah. this one have audio? Yeah, this has audio. So this is Frank Amita, 
I mean, this is his, uh, it's very dramatic music inspired speech he gave to his audience. Well, the music inspires. He's fucking standing in front of a full fucking rock band. It's, it's got a fucking gospel choir or whatever the fuck those mega churches have. So here's Frank. We are literally speaking into the white house. No, you're not. No. You're speaking into a microphone. microphone. That yeah. is not literally the White House. Yeah. Maybe he's holding the White House in his hand. I am literally speaking into an orange microphone. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We could be wrong. That could actually be a cleverly disguised can on a string, and the other can is in the White House. Oh, maybe it's a wiretapping device. Maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe. Hold it up to your ear. If you hear the ocean, is that's that, Trump's breathing. Is that a newfangled microwave? <laughs> we are speaking into legislators. You're speaking into legislators? That's what you do. You oh, speak doesn't even into them? make any sense. What you do is you well, spread I mean, their I cheeks. I guess it does. It, no, it does make sense. And then oh, <laughs> inflate them. Do they scream Ricola when you do that? They scream. <laughs> Ricola is the safe word. We are speaking into the Supreme Court. And the Lord says, you know a tree by its fruit. And you know the voice of the prophet whether it's truth or not. Oh my God. What? You know the voice of the prophet, whether it's truth or not. I, so everybody who speaks the truth is a prophet. How does that even work? You have to evaluate. Somebody says something they're like, yeah, I'm a prophet. And you're like, all right, well, tell me something. Then I have to wait and see if it comes true. And then I'll come back to you and then I'll know that you're a prophet. But what if you only had one prophecy and I just missed it? And we can tell you that we're batting 1,000. Incredible stuff. I'll give you one that we can go public on now. Well, we're, we're holding the rest of our prophecies yeah, for no, later. Yeah, we got to. There's only you, some of them have to get past the NDA. So. <laughs> what? Two weeks before the inauguration, the Lord showed me the vision three times of bugging. Bugging. Don't search that on Pornhub, by the way. Whatever you do, do search that don't on Pornhub. Search that on Pornhub. Yeah, do search. Now nah, you're just going to see a bunch of Japanese girls with cockroaches <laughs> in their mouth killing <laughs> oh, people. God. Oh my That's, god. You asked for it, friend. <laughs> oh, it was just people jerking off with cicadas like normal. <laughs> I saw the vision of a ghost-like figure running around the White House. Did he just call Barack Obama a spook? <laughs> I think he did. He saw a ghost-like figure running around the White House chasing Barack Obama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a guy in a hood. And putting pins in things. It came three nights in a row at three o'clock in the morning. I said, what is it? He said, they're bugs. I said, bugs. Bunny? <laughs> what up, Doc? I took a wrong turn in Albuquerque. <laughs> it doesn't sound like that at all. Why did I make that sound? Yes. The second night, I looked into the face of the person that was putting them, and they were faceless. He said, it's a ghost, which is an acronym, as you well know, for a certain intelligence agency. It is? Yeah. It, Ghost Recon. It's a, it's a video <laughs> game thing, right? I guess. I don't know. Is it an acronym for an intelligence agency? I Which one? Know. I don't know. It is a video game. There is one for a video game, but I don't know what it is. I can't remember what it's called. Oh my God. Yeah. And the third night when I saw it, he then showed me the sweeping of three times. Oh my God. Was he the fucking... Christmas past or Christmas future one? Which one was it? Which one was it? Scrooge McPredicts a lot. <laughs> this guy, Are you this kidding guy me? went out in the morning and bought the fattest goose. I know, right? The fattest goose. And Merry Christmas to all of you and to all some bugs. <laughs> 
And he said, tell them to sweep it three times. The first time won't do it. The second time won't do it. The third time, what's in the darkness will come to light. We were able to speak it into one of the highest authorities in land. And then the truth began to come out, didn't it? It's not all out yet. There's still more coming. No, no, nothing has happened. Nobody's yeah. developed any fucking evidence. The fucking F director of the fucking FBI is like, no idea why he said that. Yeah. People can learn about Reverend King, so many other things. Frederick Doug Douglass is an example of somebody who's done an amazing job and is being recognized more and more, I notice. This is right wing watch. Wayne Allen Root. Trump is like a wife who makes passionate love to you every day, <sighs> seven days a week. <laughs> I feel so sick thinking about Trump or my wife, ex-wife, making <laughs> oh, passionate shit. love to me seven Jesus nights Christ. a week. I don't know which would be worse, but I know which I'm paying a lot of money to not do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is Right Wing Watch, uh, Wayne Allen Root. Yeah, well, listen, look, I'm a businessman. I'm not a big businessman. I wish I could brag that I have thousands of employees. But in my lifetime, I've employed hundreds, maybe even thousands collectively at every job for 30 years. But the end result is I, the small businessman, say there's only one thing that makes me happy and makes me uh, open a business, makes me create jobs. Profit. It's profit, it's right? If you it's say profit. anything other than money, you're a it's liar. It's fucking profit, right? It's, it's you, thinking that you can make a profit because if there's anything else... You're lying. You're you're fucking lying. Yeah. What is it? And that is a president who appreciates business people who doesn't. That's why. That's why. So that you can get a fucking gold star from the president. Oh, they're going to call you up on the phone. Hey, Tom, thanks for being totes real good businessman. I noticed you when I was fucking over here being the president <laughs> and you opened up your ice cream <laughs> shop. <laughs> Fuck you. We are a fucking dickhead. Why do we not own an ice cream shop? Why don't we own an ice cream shop? That would be the best business. Well, we keep it in business. Yeah, that's we would true. buy our own that ice is cream. That is, is that a true. thing? They would have to like fucking. They would have to just wall us off. In there. <laughs> you know, like it's a bad idea to buy your own drugs. <laughs> we could just call it Cascabel Montiago. <laughs> put us down, who doesn't call us miserable names, who doesn't think the 1% are horrible people. Who cares? At the, well, here's the You're thing. You're not in the 1%, asshole. Yeah, but the other thing, too, is like, man, I don't give a fuck what, who calls me what about my business, right? You know, there's people who fucking, like, don't like Glory Hole Studio. I don't give a fuck what you think. If you don't like the name Glory Hole Studios sure. in my business, go fuck yourself. You call me names. I don't fucking care. Wait, Wait you I'm don't not care when people call you names? fucking late and not fucking start more business stuff <laughs> because I'm getting called names. Like, I start business stuff because I think I can make money at it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. this business. So wait a minute. Are you up. suggesting that if somebody called you a duty head, yeah, right. you wouldn't sell widgets? Exactly. Right. Oh, I look. Stop the widget production, guys. So-and-so thinks I'm a duty head. Who doesn't say you didn't build that? It's really about psychology. And we have a guy now who I know loves and appreciates businessmen and women. You know, he doesn't fucking appreciate businessmen and women. Have you heard all the fucking stories about him stiffing contracts? Actors. Like, he doesn't fucking appreciate other business people. All he does is just look at other people as ways to get richer, like other business people do. Stop thinking about him like he's some sort of fucking benevolent deity of business, yeah. because he's not. As a business person, I want to see other businesses around me collapse. Exactly. So right? I can take over their territory and customers. That's what I want to see. We, like... 
It is like a source of mirth and merriment when one of our competitors goes out of business. We get their employees, we get their customers, we get the money. Like first you get the sugar. (laughs) (laughs) We have a guy who wants to dramatically cut business taxes, dramatically cut personal income taxes, dramatically cut regulations, kill Obamacare, and kill climate change legislation, and kill, uh, hopefully, I hope, Part of Trump's agenda is to kill the IRS. Uh, you know, no one's ever going to get rid of them, I guess. But certainly you can uh, defund them as much as possible. If you don't give them even a raise, they just have to fire employees or lay people off or not replace people. And so there won't be as many audits. There won't be as many IRS intrusions into our lives. Well, that, that doesn't stop the taxes from being there. Right. So you don't get as many audits. So what? Like, well, so people can cheat more. That, that's what he's saying, though, because why do you want to not be audited? Because you're afraid that if you're cheating on your taxes, you're going to get caught. That's why. That's that's really the only real like that's it. That's it. And it, an IRS intrusion into your like I don't even understand what that means. The, the IRS is not intrusive into my life. I have two small businesses, a rental property and and my personal taxes. So my tax returns aren't super simple and not incredibly complicated, but they're not super simple. And they're not intrusive. I file my taxes, I send it to a thing, I send a check, they you know, and that's just how it works. Where's the intrusion? The intrusion would be an audit, and I'd be worried about an audit if I were cheating on my taxes. Sure, if you were cheating, it wouldn't be. And I'm not cheating on my taxes. If I get audited, I just am like, fuck, it's a pain in the dick. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass, but that's it. Right. So, I mean, you put that entire group together. Believe me when I tell you it makes businessmen get up in the morning and smile. You know, I don't want to make any lewd analogies, but when you have a wife who makes passionate love to you every day, seven days a week, don't you get up, all men get up and smile. My <laughs> wife's going to make love to me. When you have a wife who hates you and you sleep in opposite bedrooms, guess what? You wake up in a bad mood. So I got a president who likes me now instead of one who hates me. Don't you think it's going to put me in a good mood and I'm going to want to hire people? Of course it does. Why do you care about what the fucking president thinks? Who hires people because they're in a good mood? <laughs> who does that? What kind what kind of businessman are you? Oh, how you feeling? Oh, I'm so cheerful. The sun is shining. I'm going to fucking hire somebody. That's what I'm going to do. I listen to my favorite song on the radio on my drive to work. So I'm going to hire this somebody. This guy's the worst businessman ever. <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. This story from Right Wing Watch. Lance Wiley recounts how an anointed cake freed a man from sexuality. I don't know. I've never heard of a guy eating cake and sort of becoming free of the gay or becoming straight. But I have heard of a guy decorating a cake and becoming gay. So I have heard of that. <laughs> Remember that time that a pastry changed your entire <laughs> sexual history? Remember that time I had magic beans? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to fucking rub this pie uh, on you and then God. I'll just be attracted to you different or All whatever. Right. So here we go. Let's let's listen to Lance. He's going to tell right. us about an anointed cake. Does that mean he came in it? I don't know. I, I can't. It be certainly sure. does. Yeah. yeah it's just reminds you like those cake fart videos. <laughs> this is those- I fucked the hole in all these donuts. <laughs> Here's the thing. These weren't eclairs, but they're now all eclairs. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, try the cheese Danish. I read a testimony today about an owner of a bar who was gay. And uh, this is crazy. Now, I'm not saying this is going to work for you, but some uh, hookers that were in his bar got saved. <laughs> okay. So, so three a gay hookers, man and three hookers, three hookers walk, into, walk a bar. into a bar. One of them has a cake. <laughs> <laughs> I love this oh, bar. Oh, it's the best bar. 
and uh, they got saved because one of the guys who used to hang out there got saved. And and uh, wait, are they still hookers and saved? Wait a minute, is that a thing you can do? They got saved because somebody who once went to this bar got saved. Yeah, so somebody once went to the bar, and when you get saved, there's a splash effect. <laughs> like, you know, like what is it like crop dusting? Yeah, no, he cockied him with a saving. Yeah, it's like save this for later, sweetheart. <laughs> they uh, baked a cake for the owner of the bar, who was gay. They baked a cake for him. So the three hookers, the three hookers, walk into a bar owned by a gay man. They get saved because of magical leftover savings, like, doggy bag yeah, savings yeah, that can, were left around. Can I save that for you. And then they went home and made this man a cake. That's so far. That's the story. And very adamantly anti-Christian. And they they basically prayed over the cake. It was an anointed cake. You're a fucking idiot. All cakes are anointed. They all have oil in them. Let's be honest. <laughs> No, I'm going to get like, no, what about this cake? <laughs> Tell me, like, what about a Genois or whatever? And I'll be like, leave me alone. Stop sending me email. I don't care that a Genois cake is made with a fucking, with a non-chemical leavener. Leave me alone. <laughs> and they made the cake and gave it as a gift. And when he ate the cake. That he got from three hookers. The soggy because, biscuit is what they're talking about. Yeah, right? <laughs> because... I always eat random hooker cakes. <laughs> you know what? You want face herpes? That's how that you get is, face herpes. That is how you get face herpes. Eating probably, hooker cake. Actually, in the hooker cake is probably a, a, a snipped off circumcision. <laughs> I know this is strange. This is that Silvoso's testimony? It's not mine. Yeah, he's a very respected yeah. judge. <laughs> this is a guy who said it once, so it's probably true. Somebody said it. And now I'm saying it. And now I'm saying it. So don't blame me for what That's I That's how truth they works. Yeah. I read it on a yik yak. Yeah. <laughs> The power of God hit him while he was eating the cake, and he went back to the to the to the, to the guy at the bar. And they, I thought he, he said, was the guy. No, and he, I thought he, it was three a different guy at the bar. And he's like, "Let me see your dick. I just want to see if I want to suck it." <laughs> Feeling a little weird today. Super confused that, that had given it to him that he knew he got religion, and he said, "What the heck?" He said, "I had a weird experience eating your cake," and he said, "Well, that was the presence of God." He ends up leading the guy to the Lord. And baptizes him. And when he gets baptized, the guy gets delivered. And the spirit that was working him got broken off. Man, fucking worked him him. so hard it broke off. (laughs) The spirit was working him so hard it made him gay. Jesus Christ. The spirit probably needed a break, actually. Sounds exhausting. (laughs) If it's going to make you gay, it's a real fancy cake. But if it's not going to make you gay, does it have to be like a sort of a very utilitarian Like a very rustic sort of like like ugly, shitty cake like like I would make. Unfrosted and unfrosted. It's basically just a boiled egg. So we want to thank all our patrons, but we want to thank uh, our newest patrons, of course. We're very happy that people still support us, still give us their hard-earned dollars. Thank you so much. We're going to thank our newest patrons, Dan OG, Mary Ovind. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, the O has like a little slash through it. So it's like not even a Nobody word. Nobody knows. It's, it's like Set Johnson or something. <laughs> C. Paul, Hamster Toy Box, Thomas, Reichbart, and Cal, thanks so much for all your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate Thank it. Thank you. 
This last week, uh, we were on, uh, actually, I think it's releasing today. We're on Angry Black Rant with Ishmael Brown. A lot of fun, Which man. is a lot of fun. Very Holy racist. Shit, was that fun? So if you turn it in, no. it's super yeah, racist. It was. it was super racist. Um, but, uh, but he's really racist. It's, but, it's very yeah, he's a he's a ridiculously racist person. I'm My shocked God. at how racist uh, he I was. wasn't. Um, <laughs> but we are we we were on his show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we love Ishmael. We, we like uh, we, we like, like being Ishmael. on his show, and we're looking forward to seeing him at ReasonCon, which we will be at on the twenty. I think it's twenty second, twenty third of uh, of April. So uh, so if you want to check us out, come down to ReasonCon, hang out with us, we'll buy you a beer. It'll be fun. We got an image, um, and this is, I'm just going to read the caption for this. The found the perfect book to read to your abortion, because we talked about reading books to your abortion, oh children's stories, and this is actually a perfect book for this. Look on this web, this episode, show notes, episode 350. It's so funny. It's really the perfect book. I, I love that book, and I want to buy it. So, uh, so this April, on yep. the 15th of April, uh, Anthony Magnabosco, the street epistemology uh, person YouTube from celebrity. YouTube. Yeah. He's a YouTube celebrity. He's going to be in Chicago. He's going to be uh, in, It's he's going to be at, in Skokie, actually, which is just north of Chicago, giving a talk called Street Epistemology, Things I Have Learned. It's on April 15th, tax day, 6 p.m. We're going to post the flyer on this week's show notes. Check him out. Uh, it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be a great talk. The Chicago Atheists, are putting this on. This is the Chicago Atheist Society. So it's going to be taking place at the Ethical Humanist Society of Chicago at 7574 Lincoln Avenue, Skokie, Illinois. Uh, it's a $10 suggested donation. Uh, come see Anthony Magnabosco in Chicago if you're local, if you're nearby, if you're in Madison, if you're nearby, it's going to be a good time. So go check it out. We got a message. Um, this is from Victor. And Victor wants us to know, wants, wants to ask us what sort of sources we have for debating advice so he can he can sort of help uh, uh, sort of work his on his debate skills. It looks like he's sort of getting involved with some people that yeah. he might disagree with. Yeah, you know, uh, this is a little tough because Cecil and I don't do a lot of debate. Um, so I think that, you know, if you want to get good at something, um, you know, if you want to be a good writer, read. If you want to be a good debater, listen to debates. Yeah. Um, I think it's, a, it's, it, it's, it's probably the best way to go. I don't know if you're a debate that you're looking to have is going to be in written format. Um, if it is read debate, um, there's plenty of debates that you can read. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to uh, engage the subject um, with as many different styles, find a style that, that seems like it's going to fit the same way that you naturally would argue, or you naturally would be persuasive. Um, and then just kind of work it from there. Yeah. If I were, if you're going to listen to them, go listen to the atheist experience. I mean, that is, you know, that's a debate every week. And all those people are sharp. All yeah, those people are. that are on there are sharp people. And you get a new one. There's a, there's hundreds, hundreds of episodes. And so you, you can go, you can yeah. find the best ones yeah, if absolutely. you want with there's, a pretty cursory Google search. Yeah, there's plenty of, the, of really great ones. And then, you know, if you're looking for other good debate stuff, I mean, Hitchens was an amazing debater. Um, so there's a lot of people out there that, you know, you could look to to uh, to sort of match their style. We got a message uh, from... Is it Ilya? Ilya? Nobody knows. It's from Israel and they don't know it's how to Ilya, speak. It's Ilya, I think. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, they said there's uh, a big community of atheists here in Israel. I had no idea. I would never have I guessed. I had no idea. Do they have to have those weird little dreadlocks too? Or I, Like all the suits? boxes all over? They have like, different what are suits. <laughs> they have different suits and little They're made hats. out of baby skins. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tom, we got a message uh, from Joe. Yeah, so Joe sent us, hey, it's Joe from across the border in East Chicago. I had a dream about you guys. For some reason, I was in front of Glory Hole Studios when Tom came out carrying two baby chimps. I asked him, where did the chimps come from? He answered, evolution. <laughs> That's what made me laugh. I like that. <laughs> then Cecil came out, and I asked him what Tom was doing with two baby chimps, and he said, Training them for gladiatorial combat. That's accurate. Actually. I think that's great. That is accurate. Yeah. yeah. That's I didn't know we were bugged. Wiretapped. We're wiretapped. Yeah. Um oh, Jesus. This is uh, this coloring Jesus. book. It's a it's a coloring book oh. of Winnie the Pooh. Remember when you felt good about your childhood? Oh my God. It's absolutely the worst thing I've ever seen. We'll put it on this episode's show notes. One thing I don't know is how Winnie the Pooh is gonna put his head in the glory hole with that ball gag in his mouth. That's the most boring glory hole in the world. Thanks, Jason, for sending it in. Someone's already been here. Look on this episode show notes, episode 350. Tom, someone has a question about raising children. Yeah, my friend, co-worker Erica, uh, is a fellow atheist with two children, eight and ten-year-old girls. Her family's religious, constantly undermining her with her children and questioning, why don't you just tell them that Jesus is real to make them feel better? They talk to the children about Christianity behind her back. While she can't cut them out of her life, she's wondering what advice Tom might have as a parent on how to do damage control. And also, are there any atheist books, movies, TV shows that'd be good for children? You know, I don't know if there's any atheist books, movies, or TV shows. I've not, I've never gone hunting for those. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my fucking parenting advice you should take with a fucking Himalayan rock lamp full of salt. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I've never encountered this before. I think if I, if somebody did this to me, you know, my inclination would be to pull them aside and say, hey, you can't do this. Yeah. You just can't. If you want to see my kids, you can't do this. I won't bring my kids around you if you continue to undermine my parenting. This doesn't have anything to do with religion. This has to do with the lack of respect for your decisions as a parent and your autonomy as a parent. And anybody who undermines your, your position of authority in your relationship with your children doesn't deserve to spend time with your children and can't be trusted to do so. It's interesting. You know, think about it in another way. How would you feel if somebody came into your house and started telling your kid that monsters were real? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, right. like you'd be like, stop fucking doing that. I got to put this kid to bed at night. Right. I got to be the one to sort of calm this down every time you do this. I got to be the one to put this fire out. You know, anything of this nature, you'd be like, fucking get the fuck out of here. Don't do that shit. Anyone who tries to parent over the top of you, no. fuck that. Yeah, bullshit. Fuck that. Try it twice. Yeah. Got a message from Dave. And Dave said that Dave Hogan, uh, along with the claims of resurrection, there are also testimonials by his flowers that he can literally fly. <laughs> <laughs> it's Peter Pan. It, right? He brought Tinkerbell back to life by clapping, clapping. right? Yeah. He's, she had the clap on. You have to believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, Dave. We got a message from Elvis, and Elvis sends in something that he sent in on episode 249. It's worth playing again because uh, we talked about this last week. Uh, with the Texas representative making sure that there would be a law passed against masturbation. So this is Elvis's men's rights chant. Buddy, you're a young man, fun man, got a bulge protruding through your Levi's jeans. You got dick in your grasp, sailboat mast, stroking it slowly to make it last. I love that. Elvis. That's great. He does such a good job. Oh, 30 seconds on the dot. 
That's what his wife says. So we want to thank uh, Adam Reeks for pro- providing the Ray Comfort clip. Remember to stick around after the Skeptics Creed for his reading uh, and Raylene's reading of that same clip. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, uh, Adam, for putting it together for us. We're hoping we can it's use great. you uh, more often for this because he does such a good Ray Comfort. He voice. does. Perfect. He does a nice it's voice. Perfect. Yeah. Um, that's going to wrap it up for episode 350. Um, we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you. Bedtime already. I was almost finished there too. No, we... <laughs> All right. Well, oh, but if if we go to bed, can we read my favourite book um, by Ray Comfort called Scientific Facts in the Bible: One Hundred Reasons to Believe the Bible is Supernatural in Origin. Uh, in brackets. Ray, no, read... no, 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 no. In brackets. Hidden Wealth Series. In brackets. Ray, we've read that every night for the last fortnight. I know, but it's so good. Oh, oh no. Can 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 you read me a paragraph? <laughs> Shut up. Can you read me a paragraph from page 10, please? <sighs> yes, Ray. Okay. Are you all tucked in? I'm very I tucked. I mean, all of you, Ray. There's a peeping bollock. Put it away. <laughs> peeping bollock. <laughs> My bollock is unpeeped. <laughs> Where's the evidence? Oh, it's all around us. Ray, right. Where's the evidence? Imagine that you're looking at a luxury liner 
moving through calm waters, oh. like living waters. Oh. To your amazement, about a dozen people jump off the ship. Oh, I hope it's immigrants. Bloody hate them. <laughs> anyway, and cling to a lifeboat. Mm. You watch as the rest of the passengers stand on the ship and laugh at them. You can understand their reaction. What those few people did was foolish. It made no sense. Suddenly, the ship hits an unseen iceberg and sinks, taking with it all those who stayed on board. Oh. Now you see that those who seemed like fools were wise, but those who stayed on the ship and seemed to be wise were the fools. Oh, this is beautifully written. It, you wrote it, Ray. Stop it. We have in the Bible a command to jump off the luxury liner of this world. Before you lap at the lap, lap before you stop, lap, stop leaping. And the stupid Christians ask yourself if there's any proof that the claims are true. Ah. The following pages give compelling evidence that the Bible is no ordinary book. Ah, just like May this one. We've been on a quest for evidence for so long now. It's still no closer, but maybe this is the book that'll do it. Well, it's, it's just so beautiful. I, I, I think we should do an audio book. No. <laughs> yes, we can sell way more. Uh, to be honest, no, all I can think about is your peeping bollock. Shh. <laughs>